always got pixlexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. I think I'll pass. <laughs> uh, pass on a Disney pass? You've never said these words before. I, yeah, that's my... It's... It is my greatest downfall. If someone says you want to go to Disney, and my answer is always yes. <laughs> always. I always would rather be yes, at Disney. Very much. Yeah, who doesn't want to go, right? Right. So sounds like fun. Um, but we're not sure exactly what's going on with the Disney pass the Disney season passes that we love so much. Things are getting shuffled. Shuffle, right? shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> they are shuffling like crazy. And um yeah. Earlier this week it was speculated by folks saying that like maybe the season pass is going to be going away forever in the future they're currently not being sold necessarily the annual pass you mean the annual pass is not being sold um when you go to the website to try to like to click on it it's like available it says it's available and it has a price of like 11 at 1150 dollars then you click next and it just takes you to a screen of what you need to know before returning to the park Mm. but there isn't a place to buy the pass right which would be expected yeah like they like who knows when the what the parks are going you know going to be open fully and whatnot so um who knows if they're going to be available yeah but yeah i just kind of want to talk a little bit about that like what do you think do you think the passes are going away forever well, here's the thing. If you, if you want to see some difficult flip-flop kind of math, if, if, you know, if you are a math major, you might want to look into what they've had to do with their annual passes over the past few months. Uh, they have all sorts of plans in place. We'll extend this if you want to pay back that. We, we, Put we had that this, on hold. We had the snafu where they got charged four months in a row on the same day. You know, like it was craziness yeah during the last couple of months um i think season passes uh or annual passes you got me saying it sorry annual passes this is how local i am yeah (laughs) (laughs) annual passes i think made more sense for visitors than it made for the company uh the whole model completely keeps me fascinated. Right. Yeah. The whole reason that we got annual passes is because we went often enough that it paid for itself in the time that we had annual passes. Right. Um, and the the idea that once you go, I don't know, four times on a pass when we had them, was it four or five times? So, yeah, it was interesting that it basically meant that you had to go, it was going to be like six or seven days in a year yeah. in order to make up for it. But a lot of people, especially when we were going, we were going for three days at a time right. or so. And so really it meant that if you were going to go two to three times a vacation, basically your third vacation on was going to be that you weren't going to have to pay the park ticket anymore. Yeah. So that was one of the big reasons about it. The other thing that we just absolutely love about it is the flexibility of just knowing that you can get there at any time of day that you want go into the park and enjoy it and then um 
finish up your day and then if you're only going to be there for a half day no big deal because at least you got a half day that you wouldn't have gotten normally right and i think that's what a lot of people love about the parks is that um otherwise you're trying to maximize your entire uh ticket price yeah you know and if so you only have three-day passes you are getting there at rope drop and you're not leaving until they <laughs> kick you out right which is also the way we do our middle days it is and also like uh park hopping was really easy for us to do yeah on the days that we wanted to do that they're not doing that anymore they're not doing that anymore so that's completely gone currently yeah. um and so so um yeah i mean a lot of people have said in the past and by the way tokyo is they have officially said that they're not selling them right now. Okay. Which I don't think the uh, United States parks are saying that necessarily. They just don't make them available for you. Mm. And it was a little bit weird that basically they were like, if you had passes, you can continue to renew them. But if you don't, you don't get them anymore. Okay. Um, potentially. And so, so there you go. Who knows if they're going to be bringing them back in the future. Well, and that's, that's an interesting conversation to have there is because, you know, <sighs> I hate using the term unprecedented because I feel like I've just been beaten with it for the past few months. But there, there really. I just want to go back to normal precedent. Can we times, have some precedented please? times back? <laughs> I'd like things to be boring, average, normal. Uh, so legitimately, the the idea that things are going to have to change is something that I think everyone needs to get used to. Yeah, is things are going to change because of this. Yeah, we're not quite sure exactly what that means. But we can guarantee that there are going to be changes required. Um, Disney passes apparently are something that they are seriously looking at changing or discontinuing in general. So the rumors are. Um, I hope that they're all lies and rumors and us freaking out like we do inside the Disney community. It's definitely possible. I hope that's the case. Um, Because I feel like they probably, a lot of their crowd size comes from annual pass holders. If you've ever been to an event or seen footage from an event that is not for annual pass holders, it's a hard ticketed event. Uh-huh. They tend to be much lower attended. Uh-huh. Uh, they they are the crowd loads are smaller and uh, generally better um, versus the people that can like us just go in whenever we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I think a lot of the the heavy, heavy crowds that we see, especially during the summer months, come from people who have the annual pass option and are just there soaking up as much as they can from their annual passes. Whereas we've even said, if we had to pay for tickets per day, we may not be there nearly as much. No. Um, we might go back to once a year visits to Disney versus being there all the time. If we had to continually pay to get in. Right. And we would also do other things where if there are other things to do around the area, right. When you're in the area, we'll maximize those. So I remember going to California back in the day and there was like the California, there were like, there's a lot of museums and history things to go to as well that are nearby. Sure. And those were actually really fun trips. So we're like, we're going to be in the parks for two days and then we'll spend another two days out and around in California. Sure. And then once we got passes, which by the way, this is exactly what did. And this brings me back to why I kind of don't think that they're going away, but it's because then as soon as we got the passes, then you're like, Oh, okay, well we might as well just be at Disneyland for four days. Then like a museum's good, but it's not, not a mickey you know what i mean it's not a disney <laughs> no and that's that's the thing that i think is interesting is that 
exactly like you said, I think the annual passes were put in place to try to maximize the amount of time you are spending in Disney specifically. Yeah. They're trying to pull people away from everything else, especially Universal yeah. and Knott's Berry Farm in California, uh-huh. SeaWorld in Florida. They're trying to do anything they can to make sure that you spend all of your time yep. in a Disney property. And so to say we're no longer doing annual passes, it would be harder to kind of lock those people in. Yeah, the other thing that's great about having an annual pass is that if you're just passing by, which we've actually had that happen a couple of times too, that you're like, okay, we actually can jump in there for like half a day or so. Sure. And then you at least get to go in there, enjoy the park, um, you know, spend spend your money, buy some things, buy some food, and, you know, head on out, pay for parking. You're going to do all of the (laughs) other things that Disney likes to get you with. Yeah. And so they're going to be missing out on that revenue. And- the other thing about this is that there is no speculation that the that the local passes will go away, right? Sure. And this has always been how you say it. A uh, sticking point for you. It's always been, uh, yeah. A thorn in your side. Th- something in my it's, craw. What is it, it in my craw? <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. A, a bit of grit in your sandwich. There it's you go. It's been, it, yeah, <laughs> something just stuck in your craw. The finances of that just doesn't make sense to me. And Bob Chapek did just recently say on an Ernie's call, right? He said that we know that the value of the, pa- the pass holders is less than the part, the average park goer, right? Okay. He said that and you're like, uh, yes. Anybody that has a calculator can figure that math out. And yeah. we know that that is true. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that that is true, but on the other hand, it is still revenue. Um, and they do seem to like the revenue still. And so um, it's, so then they go after the local pass people, the, the, the local people as well. Yeah. Um, but then they don't, you, but then if you're not in a very specific zip code, then you don't get it by the local passes. Right. And you're like, well, that doesn't, if you're offering it to some people, why not just kind of offer it to everybody? Even, no matter what that is, because the local passes become pretty hard to manage. They're very much like you have to be there on some day. A lot of days it's like you have to be there on Wednesday or as what is it? Monday through Thursday weekends are blacked out. Holidays are blacked out. Yeah. So you're only be able to get in like 170 days a year, whatever. Okay. That's fine. If you're offering that to local people, why not offer that to everybody though? You know, it just doesn't, the math on that doesn't make sense because even if you were to offer that to other people that don't live nearby, at least then they're going to be staying at your hotels and they're going to be on property and they're going to be buying your food and they're going to be doing there's the likelihood of us spending more money at Disney is far greater than somebody that lives an hour down the road. Sure. They can just pop in there for a couple of hours. Like if we live that close, I don't think I would spend $14 on a hamburger. I will certainly would not. You know, <laughs> I'd go in there, ride rides until I couldn't do it anymore and then go and buy food somewhere else or go home on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, Eat right before you go. Bring your cokes in with you. Yeah, like, and that's the thing that I we find spent four dollars a coke there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, those Disney prices. Uh, but this is the thing that I find interesting is that in the case that you allow other people to have that same sort of the reason that they are so desirable is because they have a monthly rate. You pay monthly instead oh of my a one block payment. You're right. Right. I forgot about the monthly rate and. It's considerably lower than what you would imagine. It's like $14 a month. And they currently are offering a pass in Florida. They were originally that if you'd bought a ticket, a one day park ticket, you got in free for the rest of the year up to the beginning of the Christmas season. So you got in free until I think it was like December 21st. Yeah. So you got three months of park going for, for 
a one-day park ticket. And the thing is, is it's a great deal. You and I can't always get there. There are some months where we are too busy or, you know, whatever the situation may be. And this is the thing that always drives me crazy. Is like you're still making the money off of us even though we're not even there. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. You're making money off of us even though we aren't even there. It's like a gym membership that you never use. Yeah. You're still making the money. We're just not there. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want more people being like, yeah, I'll gladly, you know, we're paying you for Disney Plus, however much money that is a month, you know? I mean, and then you go, and I'll also pay you. They could crank it up. They could crank it up to like $30 a month for a pass for an annual quote unquote pass for Disney and people would pay it gladly Uh would people would pay it. Yeah. Yeah. Very much true. And, and by the way, had they offered that same park, if they had offered us the ability to go back to the park and be able to come back for the next three months for a, like a three month uh, annual pass of sorts or a three month pass, right? Yeah, we would have gone down there. Sure, we would have. We would have put on you the mask. Make the time. Yeah, you, you for your priorities. You had to. You had to prioritize. We would have been down there. We would have gone on. We would have stayed on property. We would have ate the food. We yeah. would have. We would have bought the top. the The park ticket almost becomes a small point at that point. Yeah, but the fact that for for us to travel that far right now if for the limited experience you're having doesn't necessarily make sense yeah and so we're not, and so not only are we not going down this year we might not go down for another year or two or three oh you know? so depressing to think yeah about. but like if you open it up to other people some of these local passes is the local passes that you're currently making available making them available to other people outside of the area they will come vi- back and visit yeah uh, now I get that right now that's not the concern right yeah. now getting people into the park isn't the problem yeah <laughs> they're trying to keep people out of the out park, of the park limiting it to the right ones and so right now by the way that does make sense to limit the not have the park pass when it's on a limited capacity basis right I get it that yeah. makes sense but anyway and I would almost say that's the reason why they won't get rid of a season pass um I mean, never say never. You never have any idea. Never say never. And then I say never immediately. You don't ever really have a good idea (laughs) as to what they might be thinking. And they might make a horrible decision and change things up. Um, Very much like how they are changing up their fast pass system, which I think Uh, is a really interesting concept. And honestly, I think this is a much better concept. Oh, it's fantastic uh very much like how in california they had the max pass option on uh the disney app yeah where you could get fast passes for attractions just on your phone and virtually stand in line basically was the concept uh very much like how dumbo in florida you get virtually in line and then probably not now but then your kids could play on a indoor playground until it was their turn to ride right they're trying to do more of that uh now that they've tried it with uh rise of the resistance they're trying to do more virtual cues to keep people from standing in line for hours at a time uh which i think is a great way to try to avoid more lines very much so and the problem with lines is Guests don't like them. No. And Disney doesn't make money while you're standing in a line. They definitely don't. Those are the two big problems with standing in lines, right? So yeah. why ruin the customer experience if and ruin your own revenue if you don't get you don't get the chance to go walking through the um gift shops if you are standing in a line. Yeah. So totally makes sense. Glad you brought that up though. Did you, have you heard the changes about Rise of the Resistance now? 
No, I avoid everything about it so that I don't get any spoilers. So prior to with during this whole during the whole pandemic, what they were basically doing is you had a check in time at 10 o'clock and then again at two o'clock. Okay. And the only way you could get in onto Rise of the Resistance was you would have to be checked in inside the park. All guests would have to be gathered together. As soon as 10 o'clock hits, you would then log into the app um, and try to get a boarding group, right? Yeah. And so if you if you were lucky enough to get them, and of course, obviously, in the beginning, getting into the boarding groups were like impossible. Yeah. People were saying that they were gone within four minutes. I mean, you heard everything from 40 seconds all the way up to like four minutes, basically, yeah. right? And then then if there were any tickets available and if the ride hadn't broken down or anything by the end of 2012 or by 2 p.m., then you could they would re-release a few more tickets later in the day for those that came later in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really... And and then originally you had to be there right right at like seven a.m. Yeah, and then they pushed it back to ten and yeah. everything else. But now they're changing it again that the ten o'clock boarding group is now being removed and they're making it a seven a.m. boarding group. Ew. Even though the park's still not opening till ten. Yeah. And if you are staying on property, or Ugh. if you're staying, or if you're near the um, near Hollywood Studios, then you will be able to join a boarding group as well. So if you're parked in the parking lot at 7 a.m. Or staying in a hotel. (laughs) Well, and that's, and that's once again, their ploy to try to get people into their hotels, obviously, is that they try to give them perks. Yeah. And lately their perks have been, you're the only people that get to ride specific rides. Yeah, we're leveraging that ride to all its worth to get people to stay on property. And if they had reasonable like this has always just been my problem with staying on property is that you can stay in the exact same type of a hotel off property without much any difference at all for about a third of the cost oh of course yeah so to be able to pay a three times premium on something even 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 something like the waldorf Astoria that's on property but near the edge you know over near disney springs uh-huh. that one's like 450 dollars a night to stay on that one Ooh. that's You'd be lucky to find a room in Grand Floridian for $450. Oh, for sure. Right? And so, like, you're like, yeah, if I had to make a choice between the Waldorf or Grand Floridian, you know, and, and by the way, yeah, to get a comparable room would be like $1,400, $1,500 a night, apparently. You Ugh. Know? So, well, and this is why families save up for years to be able to spend even three days at a Disney park. Uh, because they think that this is the only way to do it. And Disney is continually kind of making that the case, where to have the best experience, quote unquote, you need to be staying on property. Otherwise, you just won't get to ride Rise of the Resistance unless you have a miserable day of dragging your kids to the gate at 7 a.m. and then sit in the car until 10 when the park opens. You know, like that that doesn't sound like a good day to me. And if you're offering the passes to people that stay on property earlier, because they were doing the same thing with fast passes in the past, that basically they would open those up 60 days in advance if you were on property and 30 days in advance if you were not. Yeah. And so... Now they've done away with fast passes entirely. Yeah, so they're doing this new type. They're doing this new thing, and and I'm a little. I mean, I don't like it. It's not. I'm not a fan of it in any way. But the fact that they are, for the people that are willing to pay more money, I don't know. Like I, I can see where they need to. They spent like a billion dollars on that ride. So right, like yeah, I get that you need. You need to, to make money. I get like, it. I get that it's. I get that it's a struggle and everything. And so you got to do what you can to get the money back on it. But um. Anyway, like for people that do the the um the that do the dessert parties, yeah, when watching shows, uh-huh. 
but they still get to watch the same show that we all get to watch. You know, like I'm totally down for that. And I totally want to go to the dessert parties. Like, yeah, (laughs) it'd be great to eat chocolate cake while watching World of Color. I'd be down. And you know that if they had a glow with the show party up front, I would totally be into that. Yeah. Ooh, I'd pay good money. Anyway. So it's interesting to see what their new uh, pass structure might turn into, both with just park passes in general and then with their um, fast passes or their line passes, whatever they're going to call it in the future. Um, I do think eliminating fast passes will probably equate out the lines a bit. But then as soon as they start doing this potentially digital line type yeah, of situation, it's already been added to the app. it could be a, a really pleasant experience for people. So that you're not taking, especially younger kids and standing in line for three hours to get on a 15 second ride. You know, Mm -hmm. it just, it's difficult to do with children in that situation. I think I very much remember it being as a kid getting so bored in line. Oh my gosh. So I can see how it would appeal a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. And then you open up, like you said, time for people to be shopping or eating instead. So it might all work out for Disney in the end. Who knows? I hope so. But it's like I always say, annual pass, fast pass, we all pass for pass pass. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast. <laughs>